And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 170. It's titled Introversion, and if you're ready, we'll start the show. Happy June, peeps! Summer's coming! It's been quite nice the last few days, hasn't it? Weather-wise, I mean. Everything else has turned to crap, but the weather's picked up a bit. (laughs) I'm joking. We can prevent climate change and the normalisation of hate speech. It just takes a bit of time and effort. Although, mm, we don't have a great deal of time, do we, really? Probably now is the time. And as for the effort... A lot of that, I think, is with education. If everyone does a little bit more, it's going to have a bigger impact than just a handful of folk who go all-out environmentalist vegan. I mention this because I think it's fair to say that the kind of people who sit and think, who plot graphs, who have the dedication to detail, to study sociology, economics, psychology, whatever... To work out how best to make a happy and healthy community, these people are not necessarily the sort of folk who are going to make a lot of noise about it. But unfortunately, we do need to shout quite loudly sometimes, to be heard over the top of a climate change deniers and flat earthers. And you might not realise it, because your echo chamber, your group, is likely made up of the same sort of people as you. Your friends are likely to be educated the same as you, and be, in general, as educated as you are. So you know that the world is round-ish. It's not completely round, it's a bit squashed, but let's say round. You know that, and so do all your friends and family, probably. But there was a Flat Earth convention in Birmingham last year, and it had three times as many delegates as the psychotherapy conference I'm running next week in Leicester. What the hell? So a lot of people believe in something... That is fundamentally nonsense. And I... Sounds bad, but I do wonder if some of them have a genuine mental illness, though. Seriously, that's that's not a jibe or an insult, because psychosis does mean we lose touch with reality and genuinely believe things that aren't true. And because the internet is now full of clickbait conspiracy theories people are less likely to think that they're Jesus or Napoleon or that the windows are portals for the devil to look through, as we sometimes find with with psychosis. And instead, they think that the government is putting chemicals in aeroplanes to poison us from the sky, and all Muslims are terrorists. Mind you, there's there's plenty of people without a mental illness that think all Muslims are terrorists. Hmm. Even Muhammad Ali, Cat Stevens and Shaquille O'Neal, really? Anyway, you're probably wondering what the heck this has got to do with introversion. Well, extroverts who make all the noise are less likely to be the ones that would sit and think and work things out for themselves. And the introverts who are the ones that would sit and think and work things out for themselves are less likely to make enough noise to be heard. And I think this is part of the problem we're finding in society lately. And introversion has been on my mind quite a bit. I've had uh, many clients who are introverts 
and don't fully understand it and think that there's something wrong with them. So today, I want to go into a bit of detail about introversion to help you understand yourself better if you are one and help you understand others better if you're not. And maybe in the process, we can get introverts to find their voice and save the world. No pressure, folks. So, what is introversion? In very basic terms, being introverted means you think more than you speak and get more enjoyment out of small groups of people than big groups. It doesn't mean you're shy. It doesn't mean you lack confidence. It's just that your brain works differently to an extrovert's brain. Now, introverts can become shy and lack confidence, but not because of the introversion. Usually that's society's fault for praising the extroverted, chatty, social type of person, so that if you're not that, then there must be something wrong with you. You must be shy or have anxiety. But actually, no, no, they didn't. But they might develop it now because they're trying to be someone that they're finding is really tiring trying to be and learning to worry about what other people think of them because they feel so different to societal norms of what a human is supposed to be. Because obviously, if you get your energy from being alone and thinking you're less likely to be seen in society as much as the, as the, the noisy loudmouth in the pub. So society becomes dominated by noisy loudmouths who might not be that skilled at critical thinking and understanding how the world works. <clears throat> Brexit. So introversion and extroversion are two of the most basic personality traits. Extroverts are out there, centre of attention people. And introverts are the opposite. That's it in a nutshell. But there'll always be a spectrum, a sliding scale between the two, because what makes someone introvert or extrovert is genetic. You can test for it even at four months old, quite accurately. Unless things get turned on or off throughout your life through epigenetics or medication, you can't really control how the brain produces dopamine. Extroverts, you see, seem to have a more active dopamine reward system than introverts do, and so can be in stimulating environments without getting tired so quickly. Or rather, they don't notice that they're tired because dopamine masks it. But an introvert's brain works slightly differently, and so it takes less stimulation to tire you out. Now, this, this doesn't mean that introverts don't like a party. It doesn't mean that they hate nightclubs. They might do. They might not. It might just mean that they like a nightclub every now and again and are happy to enjoy a party, especially if they can go home when they're ready to. The thing is, we're shaped by our life experiences. If an introvert is being told by friends, teachers, parents that they need to come out of their shell and speak up a bit more, then they may well develop social anxiety. But if their thinking or creativity is encouraged at an early age, and they'll probably grow up feeling quite confident in who they are, and they're more accepting of the fact that they really enjoy a meal out with just two friends, rather than a house party with 15 of them. But we can't control our genes very easily. And introverts have less activity in the brain's dopamine reward network. They're born with it. It's part of who they are. They still, they still make dopamine, of course. It's the reward pathway of the brain, and food will do it, sex will do it, social status will do it, the idea of money will do it. 
But when an extrovert has an expectation of those things and the reward system of the brain activates, it makes them feel energised and enthusiastic. Whereas an introvert's brain wouldn't activate the reward system as much. Now, this isn't a bad thing. One Canadian study by Jacob Hirsch at the University of Toronto showed that having an extrovert dopamine reward system would predict a preference for immediate gratification rather than delayed gratification. They offered people the choice of a small reward now or a larger reward in a couple of weeks in the future. The introverts were more likely to plump for the greater reward and the extroverts went for the immediate reward even though it was smaller. So don't think that being an extrovert is better or healthy or or, or anything. It, it, It just is it just it just is it's just a thing it's just something it just is what you is and the same for introversion it's not something to be ashamed about i think of it like the difference between sprinters and long distance runners usain bolt is still on paper the fastest man to ever run both 100 and 200 meters but if you put him in a marathon even in his heyday He just wouldn't have the stamina to beat anyone of any note. Who knows? He might not even finish a marathon. Because his energy would run out in 20 seconds. Like an introvert's. But Hayley Gabriselassi, he could run a marathon in two hours. Two hours? Well, two hours, three minutes, which is bloody quick. And it takes a lot of energy. Consistent energy to get through the lot. To get through all those two hours like an extrovert. Actually, it's likely that extroverts and introverts get just as tired by the stimulation of the outside world as each other does. It's just that because of the extra activity in the reward pathway, the extroverts don't notice, but the introverts do. They would feel overstimulated quite quickly and need to recharge. Now, an extrovert might be able to keep recharging because of the stimulation of the external world, But the introvert recharges with their own internal world. Hence the names extrovert and introvert. External, internal. See? Now, in the same way that no one would come to therapy because they don't like dubstep music, or they wouldn't see a therapist because they wanted to learn to like 17th century poetry, that wouldn't happen because not liking dubstep or Shakespeare doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. So people shouldn't come to therapy to cure them of their introversion. But they do. People do go to therapists and say that they need fixing because being an introvert is such a problem to them. But it's not. It's pretending to be extroverted that's the problem. Doing things that they don't want to do but feel that they should in order to be accepted by friends and family when they would be accepted anyway. Just for being them. And this is the problem. Not the introversion, but the worry about what other people think. Introverts seem to have a bit more empathy. You can show them photos of different facial expressions and they'll do far better at matching them to emotions than an extrovert would. And I think this can come at an emotional cost. Because being over-energised, over-stimulated by the outside world and also seeing more stimulation in the outside world is going to trigger the fight-or-flight response, the anxiety response, a lot easier in an introvert than it would in an extrovert. And that could lead to a fear of judgment, a fear of failure, rejection, a fear of not being good enough. 
These are things to bring to therapy or to work on, rather than trying to learn to override introversion and become an extrovert. If you're an introvert, accept it. Enjoy it. It can feed creativity. It can feed art, poetry, story writing. It's wonderful. And if you think that being an introvert is holding you back from something, you might need to dig a bit deeper and stop blaming it on introversion. Being an introvert doesn't stop people from applying for a job or asking somebody out or becoming an actor or a singer. Johnny Depp is an introvert. Lady Gaga. It doesn't stop them from becoming who they want to be. It didn't stop Abraham Lincoln or Barack Obama from becoming presidents of the USA. Introverts can still be confident. They can still make good leaders and still be very happy. They just get their energy in different ways. They don't need ten friends in a pub to feel included and part of society. They prefer more intimate, closer relationships. Three or four very, very good friends that they would die for, rather than 30 or 40 meaningless relationships. So don't blame anxiety on being an introvert. Don't blame being single or unemployed on introversion. It's too easy to use it as an excuse for not pursuing something or, or growing and developing. Feel the fear and do it anyway, as is so often said. Embrace being an introvert and indulge in the time that you get to yourself. Pamper yourself with your books and binge watching your favourite TV programmes. And don't let anything hold you back, fears or otherwise, from the things that make you happy. Look, we're coming up to 15 minutes now, nearly. But I'll be back next month with another podcast episode. If you do want more, you can always become a patron of the podcast at patreon.com slash Richard Nichols. I think it comes to about $8 per month, according to listeners. US dollars, that is. Patreon is a US company, so they do everything in US dollars at the minute. And if you do, you'll get dozens of previous episodes and a new one every Monday morning. You'd have had this one yesterday as well, actually, as I released it a little earlier to patrons. And you get a different hypnosis track to chill out to every Monday morning to every week, which is a a great thing to introduce into your life. It genuinely is. I'm not just saying that as a sort of a, um, a sales pitch, some sort of selling point. But I got involved in psychotherapy through hypnosis because I could see the influence we can have over our over our minds if we guide it in the right direction. And hypnosis is quite subtle, but at the same time really quite powerful when it's structured properly. So I definitely recommend it. I've said it countless times before. The brain doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. And by setting to one side your conscious critical thoughts with the distraction of someone's voice guiding you through a daydream, it's a great way of preventing thought processes that would normally override those ideas that I talk about on these hypnosis tracks. Because if, if, a, if a GP or a psychiatrist sat in front of you and just said, you can become more fulfilled and happy, I believe in you and you believe in yourself, you'd think, no I can't. The suggestions just wouldn't have any effect. But by using hypnosis as a, as a conduit, it sort of gives your brain permission to accept the possibility of being able to become more fulfilled and happy and believe in yourself. And again, because the brain can't separate fact from fiction, it activates the neurons in the brain as if you are 
expecting to become more fulfilled and happy, even if you consciously aren't. It's weird, I know, but it, it, it genuinely is a, a great benefit to people. So become a patron. The links are always in the show notes and you'll get something different from me every Monday morning. Enjoy your month and I'll speak to you in July, if not beforehand. Take care. Take care.